Oh shit, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing out there? This is Intergalactic Interviews, and this is episode 122. We are very excited to have the return of, I'm going to label him right now so that every future interview people do it this way. Uh, we are here with radio host slash actor slash voiceover god, Clay St. Thomas. Ladies and gentlemen, we love it. We love him. Uh, but before we get into that, I should let you know that we have a great offer right now for our listeners. If you're sitting at home right now and you're wondering what to do with some of your spare time, maybe you don't have that much spare time, maybe you want to make the most of it, what you should probably do is go ahead and log on to floathouse.ca. Michael, what is that podcast promo code for that site? That would be II Podcast. That's right. II Podcast will get you 20% off your next float. What? What's a float? Well, Float House is the premier destination for isolation tank float experiences. What does that mean? You climb into a tank and you unlock the mysteries of your mind. You're naked. When you're, yes, you're naked, right? Yes, almost when, all secrets are revealed when you're naked, <laughs> Clay St. Sense. Thomas. That's true, yeah. <laughs> that should be the tagline. That should be the new <laughs> tag. You what? Just, just yeah. you're naked, right? <laughs> I usually say it's like a spa for your mind. That, but uh, but I think you're naked when the secrets are revealed to you. <laughs> <Hashtag> <laughs> you're naked. Yeah, that should be the new one. Uh, it's a great facility, though. You get your own private shower, private uh, tank, obviously. You get uh, like your own house coat, your own slippers. They just take care of you. It, are there group tanks? Is that That's a thing. That? That's a thing, but, really? but it's not offered at these locations. Oh, it's okay. Not, it, it's more of a personal experience. I've heard of like tandem tanks. You can go in there with like... Oh, with, tan uh, tanks? Tan tanks, yeah, tandem tanks, <laughs> and uh, you, I don't know. That's not for me. That's not the way I would want to do it. At least not your first well, I would think four not. or five yeah, times. Like, at least it's, it's such a, very a personal experience. It's very very personal experience. Oh. Um, but you know, someone's like your time traveling through your childhood, and then like your spouse or your friend Bump is like someone's running in there. You're like, <laughs> like what's going on here? You know. But uh, it, it's good. I, I think people should check it out. We float. You should float. You'll love it. It's amazing. There's so many locations to choose from. Go to floathouse.ca. One more time, Michael Saavedra. I, I podcast. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was that was excellent copy that you just killed. That was excellent. I liked that. It wasn't bad. That, I feel like you stepped up your game because you're in the, front of Clay. Like top, top three, at least. Yeah, top three. <laughs> That's good effort, though. Yeah. Is that because Clay St. Thomas is in the room? Well, okay. Trying, yeah. He's uh, is, is that part of the reason you guys are a blistering number two in the West Ender best podcast? Oh, breaking the news, yeah. We were uh recently, uh, I don't say crowned because I don't think they hand out crowns for that stuff, but we definitely it, whatever, whatever this means. We were recently uh told that we are the second overall podcast in the city, according to the West Ender magazine, which, whatever that means, we're we're happy to take it, yeah. Actually, I think. We don't you know for sure. Live there for a bit. Yeah, the West End for six weeks. Yeah, made me an overnight elitist. I think that helped. <laughs> good. I think that helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, we don't know who won first, but uh, if it's who we think it is, uh, hats off to them because they deserve it and everything's awesome. Whoever won, douches. Whoever won, no. you, Oh Jesus! I don't even know that. <laughs> there, 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 there we go. They're the competition. Clay St. Thomas. <laughs> Clay St. Thomas throwing out proclamations. <laughs> Godly well, decorations. Just, uh, they're, not, they're, not, uh, they're not in my fan club, I'll tell you that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. See how much support we have here? Blind support. It's my favorite kind <laughs> with, with no <laughs> research. It's my favorite kind. Uh, 
Uh, we are happy though that we we won. So thanks if you guys voted for us out there. If you uh, you contributed somehow to getting us to that, Thank we you we appreciate so it big time because uh, this is the kind of entertainment medium where there aren't a lot of uh, those checklists along the way of things that like make you feel you're you're hitting different milestones. Totally, no, it's a, it's, the, yeah. it's about as grassroots as it gets for yeah. broadcasting. And so if somebody officially is is shining a light on you and saying congratulations, that's awesome. We appreciate that. And and you know what uh like it it's the listeners that to support us, right? Like it, it, we were just doing a show, surely this will be archived somewhere and someone will pick it up wherever for something yeah but it's the listeners that keep it going and want us to keep going and, and you receive feedback all the time in person and and through social media so it's really awesome it's a good thing to be a part of yeah i wish you told me there was cameras now oh yes so uh, since you've returned to the show uh, things have been considerably different like we are now here we're no longer in a bank vault and uh which was cool that was pretty rad though but right you, uh, your locations are are uh, mind-numbing so to go from the bank it's gonna be to a coal mine soon <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah you have to take the trolley down yeah, just exactly. hoping this mine it. card here you gotta sign down to the show you have a lot of waivers i'll be honest this canary's you. coming yeah. with you <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. that would make sense because the uh, there was no air conditioning in the uh, the last spot. Do you remember? Was it quite warm? It was time? warm. Yeah, yeah, it was a little. It was a little sweaty. I remember trying to warn you beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just so you know, it's a little warm, because we've worked in uh, one like, layer. Yeah, like my old my my I had a couple old studios we worked in um, when we first met uh, during the voiceover recordings for the game Signal Ops by yeah. Space Bullet. Yeah, and uh, you did a, you did a fair. A fair amount of work in that game for voiceovers. Yeah, and uh, great job by the way. I think it's great. But um, the the space there it was also like like I don't know. It's, it's funny. Studios are either like these incredibly world class facilities where there's just like it's pristine. It's the high like five star A class thing. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like the we want it to be that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's, it's like, or we want it to be that. I will say, F, F Records was like... studio, though? Sorry? How do you normally air condition a studio you without don't, being loud? You don't. It's or actually... So you just got to ventilate it well somehow, or what do you uh, do? Air conditioning, ventilation whatever, in any... Yeah. Well, yeah, ventilation in any capacity in any kind of studio, in music studios, is one of the most difficult things yeah. to take care of. It's it's actually accounts for a lot of the space that that ends up being your your workable space. The reason being is that the acoustics within a room for for live music as well as completely dead rooms for like voiceovers and you know certain drums whatever according to the engineer the the producer's desire uh, ventilation can really wreak havoc on those sonic frequencies. It can mm -hmm. really like screw it up. That's why if you ever go. If anyone listening ever has a chance to go check out like a really nice mastering studio, like a mastering suite, you sit down at, at, on the couch or the console there with, with the mastering engineer, you'll notice like it's the, the, the deadest, quietest room and y y there's no vent, there's definitely no air conditioning, there's no anything. You might have like a personal fan they let you turn on for five minutes at a time or something, but, yeah, yeah. but there's nothing in there. It's usually mm -hmm. one guy. That's why there's solitary creatures mastering engineers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I recently, I hung out for a while recently in the armory. Yes, yeah, beautiful studio. Yeah, oh. speaking of world class, yeah, yeah beautiful. It's crazy. They have, yeah. The monitors are the size of a minivan. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like, I can't believe the money people spend on something <clears throat> as simple as studio monitors. Yeah, it's it's something 
to behold when you walk into a, a really beautiful space. The history of that place is well, yeah, it's just a nice facility in general. They got like a little patio. They've got like a little lounge. There's a kitchen there. Oh from yeah, I remember. That's like, true, it's, yeah. I mean, maybe every place like that. I don't know, but it was nice. Yeah, it's really. And then uh, you know, not to mention all the gold records on the wall from Bon Jovi and very sure. inspirational. And <laughs> what, were you, what were you doing at the Armory? I was in a video for the Washboard Union, okay, a local group that has uh, is kind of killing it right now in Canadian country music. They mm-hmm. are the CCMA, Canadian Country Music Association, winners for Roots Artist of the Year in their first year. They only have an EP out officially. Is it country, like or bluegrass, or like what is it? Well, it's sort of like Zach Brown Band kind okay. of country. Oh, okay. So okay. it's got a, a kind of a funky acoustic thing to it, a okay. kind of jam vibe. Yeah. Uh, but they're smart because they kind of work a whole uh, beard. One guy actually plays washboard. Uh, so they're working a whole kind of hipster sort of uh, <laughs> funky thing. All right. Like everybody in the room here except me sure. uh, and Chris. Uh, <laughs> so this is beards versus no Plus, beards right now. Chris, yeah. I'm guessing uh, you're also of the couldn't grow one if I tried. <laughs> it's, not, it's not pretty when it, when it when exactly. happens. <laughs> yeah, but you and me, you mean the same thing. It's always like, are you sick? Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you sick? Anyway, so the Washboard Union uh, uh, are awesome and they're they're killing it right now. They've had several massive radio hits the last year. And they asked me to be in their video for their new single. Right. So I played the producer of their album track. You'd have to see the thing. It's called Head Over Heels. Google. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> I spent a day playing around with that. Because one of their two lead singers is a guy I was in an acting class with about nine years ago. So I've known Aaron for a long time. And uh, he and Chris and Dave, the three principals in the band, are just super cool guys. Anyway, they shot this thing at the Armory Mm -hmm. because the storyline that happens about this couple falling in love is during a recording session for a washboard union fake single at the Armory. So I was the the, uh, douchebaggy but nice guy in the end producer. Did you model your production (laughs) like your style? Did you monitor it after anyone in particular? Well, uh, the uh, director of the video uh, kept referencing uh, Burt Reynolds in Boogie Nights. Oh, okay. <laughs> as a character. And I was like, Were you I like, don't that's think a, I can do that. Yeah, that's a video producer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that kind of scumbag. I, see. I think my guy wound up being a, a little warmer than that because I was having a very good time and I didn't look, I, I looked like in the video like I was having too good of a time to be <laughs> that kind of scumbag. So anyway, we hung out at the armory all day, which was cool because I'd never seen it before. Uh, and it's just an unbelievable. It is beautiful. It's a hell of yeah. a space. Really, yeah. really nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's up there. I, I have never tracked music in there but i've been in there a couple times and uh it's beautiful in there i really like it um i think uh one thing i i I gotta mention is last time i had you on the show do you want this i'm saying we should mention them Oh, we haven't talked about this yet? No. I was waiting for the second half <laughs> to come up. I, oh, I my drunk God. All, I, I drunk all of the promo <laughs> stuff. Already. See, I, I started passing it because he gave me the symbol to fill his glass. No, I, I gave like, you the symbol to look at beer. Oh, that we haven't <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gave you the symbol to talk about the sponsor. Oh, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I should probably pass this off to Michael Svedger since he's the resident uh, beer expert. And uh, Michael Svedger, if you'd let us know, what are we drinking this week? Uh, well, we are drinking... As we normally do from off the rail <laughs> brewing here in uh, Vancouver, BC. Um, they had recently just celebrated their second anniversary. 
Uh, the party was fantastic from what I've heard, and everybody was super happy. Today we are drinking the Eastbound and Brown, the like Nut it. Brown it Ale. Nice. It is a yeah. fantastic This beverage. is the kind I like. And a nice, easy drinking, like, you know, perfect for an afternoon in the fall or winter time. Don't I, tell I, me when I can drink it, Michael. On a crisp I'll drink it whenever patio. I want. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, crisp patio drinking beer. I love it. There you go. Uh, thank you to everybody there, and uh, congratulations on your two-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. So, is this a new thing now? Podcasts have video cameras and in-house beer? Uh, this is I pretty like sweet. Some, some well, do. Well, oh, don't wait. Some podcasts are better than others. Yeah, as we've established, <laughs> yes. Sec- some are one less better. Yeah, some are that. one less better. Some are just second overall better. <laughs> some are like, you know, there's there's another hill to climb. Uh, let me ask, doesn't doesn't JRFM let you drink beer and have video sports? Well, actually, actually now that the liquor laws have changed that you can drink on the radio. There was a thing, oh. but it used to be a once upon a time a thing. You about, couldn't drink about, on the radio? Well, no, they call it radio, radio man. What the hell? Promoting liquor, no, no. As in the hands-folded in our laps uh, Canadian liquor law sense no no that would be okay I'm fascinated by this yeah no but now I don't know when it happened but you know in the last five years you can you can do anything you want on the radio now (laughs) (laughs) I don't know when it happened well that said we don't drink a lot in the mornings because our show is from five to nine but I have had the experience recently of we did a Christmas broadcast that was uh, uh, was it uh, uh, the Jack Daniels high end bourbon you're talking about a uh, single barrel Jack Daniels. Yeah. Well, is it okay? Or it was really nice. Something Reserve. I should know the name because they sponsored they sponsored the show. Anyway, they reserve, they yeah. brought in uh, they made these Christmas cocktails and they came in early in the morning and they had a shit ton of bourbon, and it was not good for the show. I'll wow. Take that, what, it to, really, what kind of like how did it affect it? Oh, it just got really, I think I got really sloppy about, oh, okay. about 7.15 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Wow, no <laughs> kidding. Was it just the yeah. host or was like everyone drinking? Well, everyone who came, the, the purpose of the thing was they uh, they were doing a deal with uh, Hawksworth and their, what's the, Nightingale is the Hawksworth offshoot. Um, they had one of their bartenders down and they the were doing a whole thing about nice they will, um, they will uh, uh, create cocktails based on your personality. Oh, okay. So, so they would decide. Their, their whole promo thing was they'll decide which one of the nine reindeer you are. This was Christmas. They'll decide which one of the nine reindeer you are. Pers- are you Blitzen? Are you Dancer? Are you Prancer? And then and then they have a special cocktail for that. And then person. everyone was Blitzen. Everyone was everyone Blitzen. was Blitzen. By about seven <laughs> Do you remember what they they gave you? I was Blitzen. You were Blitzen. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that's you know it's good. But again, I, you know it's hard to. This is why I, I was holding up my glass, going, "Oh, it's empty, boys." But really, one glass of anything is probably enough if you want to have a coherent conversation. I think uh, for me, I mean, I haven't been drinking a lot lately, but I tried to kick myself out of ketosis this past weekend. We were, we were just talking off air. And uh, so I, ketosis I, is a dive over here on Cordova, right? Yeah, ketosis just like <laughs> it's a great it's a really bar. Weird, it's a yeah, weird it's bar. This, it's this no carb bar. It's really <laughs> yeah. bizarre. No sugar either. I mean, what, what is this? <laughs> I stand before you sitting, as Ivan Decker pointed out last week. Uh, I sit before you. I am now 221 pounds, and I started off at New Year's at 237. So skinny jeans and slim t-shirts here wow. we come. Speaking eh? of which, I haven't been able to fit these jeans in about a year. So I'm pretty happy with myself there you right go. now. Yeah. There you go. See, when you talk to guys about stuff like this, you eventually find that they have skinny clothes too. Like yeah. Women all have, oh, I have, you know, three sizes in my entire wardrobe. But guys know what their skinny jeans are too. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I ask Seamart all the time. Seamart <laughs> tells me all his jeans are skinny jeans. That's, That's not right. true. That's I have one pair. 
they're, they're all they're by default are nope. skinny jeans. <laughs> Look at you. Nope. <laughs> There's no way you uh, if you're like these are baggy. I'm like no, those are this is not baggy. What are what cut are you wearing right now? Just jeans. I don't know. Just regular Normal. dungarees. Norms. Boot. Norms. Norms. Boot cut. For sure. They're cut for like for sure. normal human legs. <laughs> why, why, are, why are you giving him a hard time about boot cut jeans? Uh, <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, like, no, wait, I really, really like this cut. question. Hold on, is that what you're wearing right now? No. I don't even know what cut mine are. No. Yeah, no one does. Because <laughs> no one understands the cut of their jeans unless they're fucking See, but what I, find, is it, what I find interesting is that you gave him a hard time about bootcut jeans, and he is getting defensive about bootcut jeans. That's right. That's right. If it, was so, not, if it was nothing to you, you would have let it go. Yeah, that's right. That's I cool. don't know the so, cut. I don't know the cut. See, Clay St. Thomas is the perfect straw <laughs> to this drink. He's just stirring it a little bit. Well, I just am an observer of human behavior. I, I like that enough. I like this. that are going astray, and I pick on them. Last time we chatted, uh, you told me you know you've you were in the midst of shaking the the typecast of news reporting in your screen acting career. Yeah, that hasn't happened. What? I'm still, what? I'm still the news reporter. Have you taken on more roles then? In that? <laughs> hey, I was a weather guy. Okay. I was a weather TV weather guy in an episode of Timeless. Have you seen this mm-hmm. show? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, very well done. Anyway, it's shot here. I had no idea. Uh, but it, I, uh, it aired like three weeks ago. So I was an 80s weather guy in this nice. incredibly loud plaid jacket. Well, that's a compliment. Kind of, yeah, it was, yeah, that was fun to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I, I, you know, it is what it is. Like I, I, but little training I've done as an actor, like I, for about 15 years, I did an evening class a week to learn acting. Because I knew if I wanted to be a better voice actor mm-hmm. and to do some screen stuff, I should probably get some actual training and, and not just try to fluff my way through it. In Vancouver? Yeah. Yeah, no, That's I haven't done anything in about though. five years, but was it? Seems like a great city for it, though. Like, oh, totally. Between film and video games and stuff like that. Oh, moment. yeah. No, yeah. no. And, and you know, you work in radio and there's a certain cadence that comes naturally after a while. Yeah. And if you want to do other stuff, you got to talk yourself out of that. And, and understand what it is mm. to actually act, not just use your voice. So um, that, I mean, that's why I started. And uh, in spite of the fact that I have done a substantial training, I guess, over 15 years, um, when I walk into uh, an audition room, I'm 80% of the time auditioning to be the newscaster, anchor, TV interviewer dude. Because they look at what I do and they go, oh, this is right up your alley. He'll be perfect. Yeah, and my agent knows that that's the pocket I can get hired for. So she said, I don't, I don't blame her. It's all good. She sends me up for that stuff all the time. Right. So I've been in, I have, uh, I don't know, this, this week it's probably 44, 45 TV and film credits of which... 35 are... <laughs> I, think, I think that's pretty fair, because yeah. I was looking at your IMDb today. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. That's newscaster, like, straight newscaster, up and down. Newscaster, newscaster, like, Nothing wrong with being a character actor, nothing wrong with so, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so since we've last had you on, I was thinking about that statement, this whole back and forth we had about that, and Mike brings up a good point. He's like, he's like, no, this makes sense. Like, you, you, obviously, you're in the pocket. You're doing well at this, right? And I started thinking to myself, you know, because you, you talked about maybe, like, you know, trying to get away from that and just see what else is out there and how's that, but, like, still being in that vein. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, what if there's like some young kid out there who's like just wants to do 
like the weather reports in the movie. <laughs> just wants to do like yeah. you know. Don't take that on as a career goal. TV news reporting. <laughs> you're going to work three of them. Wait, but meteorologist he, wait. is a legit. Oh no, I thought you were going to one on oh, TV. No, no, on sorry. T- no, like oh, not a real okay, one. Sorry, okay. But like, yeah, but this kid is out there and he's just like, all I want to do is act as a TV reporter <laughs> in various situations, maybe possibly a meteorologist. On and Twister. Then, and then they think every okay. time I go to do these reads, though. There's one guy, and he just gets it every time. Would be every time. Sites higher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do quite well, though. Like, like honestly, like you, you work fairly consistently, like in in voiceovers. Uh, you work for consistency. Um, obviously, like you host the radio five days mm-hmm. a week, yeah. right? Um, those. This is like a long tenure within entertainment. <clears throat> You've been doing it for a very long time. Yep. You have a pretty significant milestone coming up, don't you? Oh, yes. No, in uh, March 17th, my wife reminded me today, will be the 20th anniversary of my first on-air show at JRF. 20 wow. years. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, because that, 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 kind of sh- that kind of shit yeah. doesn't happen. It doesn't happen anymore. It used to be more regular, but it doesn't happen in the modern era at all. Yeah, the turnover you, is ridiculous you, on a lot of modern yeah, radio. I'm blown Absolutely. away. Every, every few years, it seems like guys are moving back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, you know, uh, without being immodest, I'd like to think it, it probably, okay, it has something to do with Karen and I and, and the chemistry we have. Karen Daniels is my co-host. Um, but it's all, the other things that come into play are it's also um, the fact that we are an independent. We're owned by the Jim Pattison Group, so that doesn't sound like an independent. That sounds about as corporate as you get. Right. But as far as radio goes, we're not controlled by some national entity headquartered in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So we and and we're we're a private company owned by Jim Pattison. We're not a public company. So public companies have a bottom line thing that is much much more harsh. And if things are not working well this quarter, you might be gone next quarter. Mm-hmm. And wow. I haven't worked in that for twenty years. I've worked where they are uh, interested in long term stability and with doing what is best for the radio station, right. not what's best for bottom line next quarter. How how involved is is Jimmy? Like, does he like show up at the, the office? Pats. Yeah, the Pats. <laughs> does I have I have no idea. I have to avert my eyes whenever he comes in. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> in my contract. I can't look him directly in the eye. He seems like uh, a, he seems like a good guy, but he also seems like the guy that boat. yeah, like he personally hands out the checks at the end of the week or something. Like, like, <laughs> like you have to line up and he like he's, hands them out. Yeah, he is a, he is a good guy. He's he's an amazing <laughs> man. I mean, you don't become the what is he? Is it second or third? third I think this year it's third richest person in Canada. Definitely. without being uh, an amazing individual who's got his stuff lined up. Definitely. I, I agree with that. And his boat is actually phenomenal. That's yeah, he yeah. yeah, his boat yeah. is good. Yeah. Nova Spirit is, is a fairly uh, incredible uh, seagoing yeah. creature. A vessel. <laughs> I remember seeing, one, I just moved to Vancouver, I remember seeing somebody uh, cleaning his boat. and uh, Somebody, that's a... That's a multi-person task. Well, hold on. It was just one. <laughs> I was just on the the dock it's or whatever. A team of people. Yeah, and I saw I saw one person cleaning, and I I said, uh, "Hey, is this, like naively, I was like, hey, is this your boat?'" Oh and the guy, like, God. right away, it didn't mess up. Beat. He was just like, he's like, uh, he's like, if you own this boat, you don't have to clean it. <laughs> I like the, the yeah. snark, dude. Yeah, and yeah. He, he just like kind of turned around. Like he, he was like, you know how many times someone asked me, and you know, he like starts cleaning. Yeah. It's in the top thirty. I don't know what the number is, but it's in the top thirty largest yachts in the world. It's very big. Yeah. It's very nice though. It takes up a whole 
portion of the dock. A whole part of the like pier. Like it has its own spot. Yeah. In There's no like dock. Bottom. It's like a part of the pier. It's like a harbor. It's yeah. impressive. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They actually part parts of uh, Coal Harbor. The water's parked like the Moses in the Red Sea, and then it docks. But for real, though, you can't bring that boat everywhere. When your boat skills like. reach level 70, then you're able to yeah. part seas and, yeah, of course. Of course. What, yeah. I, what I find funny about boats like that, because they, they are captained by, there's a crew, right? Right. And what I think is interesting is to be a person on that crew, so like, to like I want my boat here at this date. Oh, right. The, and so they're like, okay, well, we got to get to, like, Morocco by June. I see. Like, okay. okay. Yeah. So, like, that's in, like, a month so we or whatever the time scale is. So, you got to, like, okay, we got to get going. Yeah. They got to go through Panama Canal and, like, <laughs> go through or whatever. And, like, they got to get to a spot. They get there and the guy's like, oh, good. Yeah, that's like, that's like, like captaining by proxy. Crazy. Like, because there'll be a captain in your place, but you're, like, the owner. So, you're like, yeah, meet me. Uh, I need to meet you. You need to meet me. Landlock United yeah. Arab Emirates yeah. with the boat. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, the Jimmy, Jimmy is not wearing a jaunty hat, uh, cocked to one side, and spinning a big wheel. There's, there's no, a guy for that. I always like when you read, I've read various yachting magazines. He has probably done that once. No, <laughs> right? For the yeah. Damn right. For the he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Singing the, uh, <laughs> singing the sailor's pipe horn or whatever. That would have been the first thing I would have done. I mean, like, you get that ship out to water and let me yeah. give me that hat. You get me the shirt with the tassels. I want it right now. Yeah. <laughs> the most th- most famous thing you you everyone talks about after you've been on the Nova Spirit once is uh, the, the no red wine rule. Oh, sorry. Right. What do you mean? No, red, no red wine. I can see that. on the Nova Spirit. Is now is a white white uh, because the, a lot of the interior, interior is cream yeah. and Ooh. white and lovely. And it's, expensive. Uh, it's easier than killing you if they don't have Jeez. red wine. That's what's crazy about boats. boats. You just go so out on a boat, don't come back. Well, yeah. yeah. Everything on a boat, might as well just multiply that price by a bunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, 100%. So that's, uh, I think that's still the rule. I'm, I'm pretty sure it always was. So. Wow. No red wine, though. Uh, it's a good rule. What? Eh, okay. See, I'm not a wine person, so that's, I, can, I can do it. Top deck, red wine. Come on. No cranberry. Yeah. Dessert, dessert. Can know. I drink Jack Daniels on his boat? I think they have everything else in the bar. Yeah. Everything else but red That's wine. That's absurd. All right. Brown liquor? Are you kidding me? Brown liquor. <laughs> <laughs> this nut brown ale. This delightful nut brown ri- ri- uh, ale from He looks the empty. Rail. Off the rail brewing. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I should probably, because I have had very little sleep in the past 24 hours, and I do have to drive home. By the way, you mm-hmm. were up today doing a show at 5 a.m. <laughs> yes, I was. That's insane. And you just still made time for us today. <laughs> You're a champion. <laughs> we appreciate that. I uh, I was yeah. hoping if if you're uh, up for this, mm-hmm. I was hoping I could uh, just actually get a little bit more more in depth than we usually get because yeah. with uh, the format of radio, you're doing these like sprints in between songs mm-hmm. where you're doing like a couple minutes of time yeah. songs, but it's like jam packed. All this content, super super well done, super well produced. Everything's really well done. And then you come in on this podcast, and this podcast is like a marathon where you run long distance for like about an hour. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. and sort of our content in that, I'd love to just kind of maybe talk about some stuff that maybe maybe some people don't know about you. Maybe I like I would just want to know like what's something that people are not often aware of when when they meet you. Oh. I, you know, I'm never, I'm never... Uh, the recipient of this question. Well, <laughs> I, nobody ever asked that, and I never think of myself in that, in those terms. Like, okay, yeah. Well, how people perceive me or don't perceive me, you know, so I don't really get into... Oh, okay. Like, I wonder what they expect of me and if I'm meeting their expectations. 
<laughs> like I just I, I you can climb never thought of that. Climb into my neuroses at any time here. Just so the ahead. question is what? The question is what what is something that when people meet Clay St. Thomas, they're not really that aware of? Like something that they they might think about you but they, they don't actually know. Geez, that's a good question. Thank you. You know, because I, I don't it think if you listen regularly to the radio <laughs> show, I don't think there's much that you would think you didn't know or much that hasn't come up at some right. point. Yeah. Because, like, all hey guys, we're, you know, we're in Audience. a court over here in Gastown, <laughs> and people are waving through the window of what is the studio here in the float house, and it's really neat. This is a real pretty cool Gastown vibe. That's nicer than a bank vault, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like Which a, was also cool. It was very cool, but nobody can see you down there, though. That's no, it. that's right. <laughs> And it's sweaty, as we've established. It was very, very just moist. Dungeon moist scream. It's really no moist in here, but different moist. Different, yeah. 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 So, Sorry, to answer your question, um, I don't know what they would be surprised to find out. Uh, like, I was, I was surprised to find out that you are uh, such an adept musician. Well, mm. I, uh, okay, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say adept. Okay. So what, what, makes you, what makes you say I'm adept? I'm curious where you get that from. I, I think... The ability to piece together music in the way I've, I've seen you put together, even your ideas in songwriting, yeah, yeah. Is, is nothing short of adept. Because there are people that play, people that noodle around, people that do this and that. But you to have an idea start to finish, be able to have a song written, to be able to do that proper, that's proper songwriting. That's, that's adept. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You're adept at that. You're, I mean, I think that, that definitely describes it much more than like, Oh, you're a guy who owns a guitar. Like that doesn't make that doesn't that's well, undervaluing what you do. You know, I guess you always know what you can't do, though. So you know, I'm not a I'm not a really good guitar player. I can pick up a guitar and play almost anything if I even remotely know the melody. I can kind of play. I mean, this thing now. I can I can play the melody within minutes, and and uh, because I, I I have a musical sense. Yeah. I'm not really a good guitar player. Like I can't. They can't play. Lead let me right let me just that. ask the the uh, the crew here real quick. Uh, boys, is that adept being able to hear something within a minute and be <laughs> yeah. able to play it? I think that's pretty adept. I don't think most people can do it's that. It's not unskilled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We used to do a thing. I stopped doing it now. You're not a beginner. Yeah. 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 You're not but a beginner. I think I, I think what Andy's saying also is that arrangement is also valuable yeah and to understand like the songwriting process and know like what sounds good like that's so important and as doesn't. you move stuff yeah, around because yeah. other people are just like oh it sounds good and then someone rearranges it and they're like oh no that's way better but they didn't know that it could have been better i have yeah. to agree yeah and so i've had I, yeah. like, i've had a, a producer at a voiceover session this guy does all, they do a lot of work in town uh, <clears throat> at, at wave studios uh and colin there said to me one day during a session he is said that in way rock no, no. They're actually, they just moved over to 7th. They used to be, um, uh, they're still on 7th, but they were at 7th and uh, Ontario in Hold that on. studio group. Blue, Blue Waves? Not Blue Waves, same building, but Wave is the name. Of, I know, it's weird because there's Blue oh, Waves in that same building. Oh, that's the upstairs one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're very familiar. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a bad history? No, no, no. Well, we went to school We went to school at Blue Waves. Oh, Wave. okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. awesome. So anyway, College. that's not germane to my story, which is uh, at one point during the... Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I, don't, I don't care about where you went to school. It's a marathon, uh, remember? It's a marathon. Yeah, that's right. That's Sorry. Right. Uh, so we can go on these tangents. I get you know where commercials are coming up. I got to go. And he said, he said, uh, you're a musician, aren't you? And it was the first time I ever voiced anything there. And he said, because 
I can I can describe something to you and when, having having heard it once, you can do exactly the thing I just said, like mm-hmm. in terms of the cadence of a voiceover. Right. So it's a it's a memory, it's a musical kind of memory of knowing it's how match things game. are supposed to sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so th- there's that, I guess. <clears throat> Uh, we used to, we used to do a thing. I've stopped doing it because it, I, I felt it wasn't as popular as it should have been on the show. So out of spite, I stopped. Uh, <laughs> we used to do right. a thing called uh, Clay Strums the Headlines, where the, yeah. the thing was, we would I, I would uh, come into the studio with a guitar that morning, and based on something our news person was doing, I would uh, ask her what stories were coming up, and I would literally write a little parody based on one of the stories. But the idea was I had to do it on the spot. It had to be done in the next like. Uh, usually within 20 minutes, half hour. I think I've heard a good era I've heard it. some of these. I've, I've I've definitely heard your song parodies before. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, uh, there was one particular one I think during the Canucks playoff run. I think that may have had, if I'm remembering this correctly, I don't know. I might have that wrong. But I, I there's several during whatever you know, limited Canucks playoff runs we've had. There's yeah. been a lot of song parodies. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the big 2011. The, the run. The run. The run. No, we did some for sure. I can't remember what they were of now. <laughs> But this, you know, you do five hours of radio a day. I don't expect you to remember. <laughs> I can't remember what I did this <laughs> morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's, I, I like that though. I, I, I think that there is something to that. There's, there's a bit of a correlation between voiceovers and music because that ability to be able to pick out melody within a cadence. Yeah, yeah. And be able to repeat that properly. It's funny in screen acting when a, a director would line read you it's a very annoying thing right they don't they don't allow yeah, you freedom yeah as an actor you're supposed to be oh that's so gauche yeah, they, I don't mind at all right like as long as I'm getting the thing you want me to do that's what you want right yeah, yeah exactly I'm totally cool with that now you know ideally you would take the line reading and you're hopefully going to make it something that makes sense to you where it, you know as an actor it is funded emotionally or it has it comes from the right place mm-hmm. but you tell me how you want it to sound you know, I, I I know I'm I'm here as a horse, like I'm a mule for your purpose. And mm-hmm. if I can get if I can get across the the stream as this mule with the advice you've given me, okay. I think that that is the best attitude. That's probably why you get booked as often as you do. You're giving me money. To yeah, do exactly. No kidding. So I will do what yeah. you want. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's something truly remarkable about the the level of. Um, once people get through the door, they let go of the handle on the other side, and they think, "Oh, I'm in forever," or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's it's the oddest thing to watch happen. You see someone struggle for a long time to become like working and and to become this like uh, steady, employable uh, entertainer. Yeah, and then and then once they get in there, they figure, "Oh, well." Now everything is to serve me, and, and it's very I'm it's only gross, taking man. leading man roles. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like or this, I'm, you know, they have this self-image that I am this or I am that, and so I don't have to do that or that. Yeah, and, which is very strange. Yeah, okay. Very strange. Like I, I think everyone here has had an experience with somebody who's like that, where they they are like, I don't know, overreaching or underreaching, depending on who yeah, they are. I guess. Yeah. But it might have, might even be yourself, but you learn from it. You yes. For yeah. a moment, yeah. you're like, oh, never mind. It's, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, you know, totally had had have done that during yeah, sure, yeah, for sure. Like I, you know, I'm not any saint about it or anything. But you, uh, you know, I, um, now now I'm going to name drop for a second. <laughs> but I uh, I had the chance to work for one day on a film here, uh, and the director uh, was Robert Redford. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I was kind of blown away. But just the most gracious, easygoing, down-to-earth guy, like just... Uh, Did you call him Bobby? 
Uh, this is Bob. I mean, he's introduced as Bob. This oh. is Bob. When I got on set, this is Bob. And I had no idea because I'm, again, doing my news reporter thing. And often those things are shot with somebody with a, a handheld camera over here in the corner and don't bother the main unit. So, you know, <laughs> so the fact that Bob was, was doing this thing was kind of cool. But he, uh, he was just, uh, when you're at that level of you've been doing this for as long as you have, you don't have to put on any attitude with anybody. No. You can, mm-hmm. you can be gracious to everyone and be, and be nice to everybody. You have nothing left to prove. Right. So not that you should ever anyway, but the phase of your career where you kind of strutted anything mm-hmm. is long since gone. You know, you yeah. have climbed every mountain you need to climb in the movie industry if you're Robert Redford. Yeah. So you can afford to this, this, this uh, he thinks I'm, you know, they all think I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a reporter and that's how I got the role. And I never want to tell them, <laughs> oh God, I've, I've never worked news a day in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but they go, in the audition room, they always go, so this would be easy for you because you've done this. I go, yeah, yeah, it's not, I've never done this. Yeah. <laughs> and, then you, and then do the audition. Anyway, so uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to be anything to me. But he's as sweet and gracious and um, uh, supportive of me as he is every other person from the grips to mm-hmm. the camera people to the craft services people, everybody. But an example of what you're saying, where you don't have to, uh, right. um, just because you've reached a certain point, um, you almost kind of lose the the, the nonsense. The, hand, the hand up is always so much more significant than the hand pushing down. Yeah. I, I, like, the, the, like, look at that. Like, just working with Robert Redford, you would have obviously this, um, like this whoa story of like, hey, this is really cool. I got to work with this guy. You know, he's very accomplished. But to have him uh, essentially, I don't know, like treat you in such a, a kind manner that it stands out. Yeah. Do you know what like, yeah. I mean? Like that was really like I remember. Did you say you worked with Zack Snyder when you did Watchmen? Right. He yes. ac- he actually sat in one of these situations where he actually was. He was actually yeah. on the yeah. He was on set for that thing. Yeah. My little eight seconds. And he time. was he was kind. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah same thing. I, I he was a lot uh, busier that day. Like he literally ran off. That was on a, like a not even the second unit, like the third unit where we were shooting this thing off on a green screen, and he came over and just wanted to see how it looked. So it was very quick. It yeah. was different than the Robert Redford thing because he didn't have much time. Just the fact that he still came over. Yeah, but he, he, wanted, he wanted this, he wanted, you know, he had a specific idea for how he wanted this thing to go, and right. he wanted to make sure that it was doing that, and then he he uh, ran off again. Yeah. But very, but very nice guy. Like, he was just a very good about it. And again, told me exactly what he wanted it to be like, mm-hmm. and I did my best to do exactly that. <laughs> I, I was wondering if... Uh, if you had a story or a memory about Stuart McLean, because he passed away this past week. No, I never, I never met him. Never met, never him. met him. No, no, I, I, you know, uh, like everybody. Did you ever listen to him? Like yeah. Yeah. I think everyone kind of has like one or two stories, like memory, remembering and, and whatnot about yeah. him. Uh, I was sad to hear him that he had passed away. I, it, sometimes you hear celebrity deaths or pseudo celebrity deaths. Yeah. People yeah. pass away and you, and you, you, it doesn't really affect you. It kind of just goes through you. But this felt like uh, like a piece of Canadiana or something. Yeah, something totally. about that was just like, hmm. It, it didn't uh, it it didn't uh, pass as easily as I thought it would. Like a couple of days later, I was still like, hmm, thinking about it. Yeah, know, like it was. Uh, well, there's so few people that have that uh, that have the mantle of being a Canadian storyteller and, and being loved as a Canadian right, storyteller. Right, right, right. And I don't know if his stories were particularly Canadian. Some of them were, I guess. He was just re- really good at telling stories about people. And he was Canadian, and he was on the CBC. Right. So I think we all interpreted them as Canadian stories. 
But uh, that's a good interpret. I, I like that. That's a good analysis of that. Yeah, I never, I never listened to him and thought, "Wow, this is so Canadian." I just thought mm. they were really entertaining, good stories. Yeah, right. And yeah. he has a knack for knowing exactly what stuff to hold back and when to let that devastating, the the the, the juice of the story, when mm-hmm. to start letting that out to you, so that it makes comedic sense. Like just so good and over like. You know, I don't know how long those those uh, Vinyl Cafe oh, broadcasts were. Long time, like um, two decades or something like that. Yeah, more than that maybe. But to be able long to time. that kind of output is unbelievable. You're right about his like the way he would slow burn you. Yeah, like the slow cook of a joke, and he would he would he would let it like burn out over many many minutes yeah, uh, yeah. of conversation, and he had the most peculiar timing in comedy yeah, I, yeah. I don't know it's the best way because you would like you wouldn't necessarily say he's a comedian so to mm-hmm. speak but that's why I think the storytelling thing yeah, kind of picks yeah. up and to, and to layer things and each one of the you only, you only understand after you look back at the whole story he's just told why this layer was important and that layer was important because it's all going to come up to something at the end yeah. that's just going to slay the whole thing just yeah brilliant <laughs> I think it's yeah. really really crazy I have a uh, I have a story for you. Okay. I, I, I was I was going to tell us last week, and then I just I thought maybe no, and I thought about it all week. So I mean, I'm is just there gonna... anyone named Morley or Dave in the? Story? No, no. Morley walked amongst the soft crunch of the snow. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's what he would say. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Dave picked up their trusty coat, the coat that never failed them in the red <laughs> autumn. <laughs> that's, it's not ex- that's exactly That's, that's exactly yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to audition? They may, they got an opening. I heard they have an opening now, yeah. Uh, no, those would be giant shoes to fill, I think. Uh, you know what? Um, I lost my entire wallet about two weeks ago. And it's like all of Paul's contents. Your wallet. No, like, but like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just lose your debit card or something, right? Sure, like, like I lost, but I lost my whole wallet, and like the, all the contents of my wallet is what I'm trying to say. Okay, I understand. So I lost like my my driver's license, my health card, all my identification, everything gone. Uh, but I've been living in British Columbia now for almost 12 years, so all of it's British Columbia ID. Mm-hmm. But all of my remaining stuff at home that I could possibly identify myself with is from when I lived in Ontario. So I took an expired passport, uh, my original SIN card that has a break down the middle, which I don't even know if it's valid, probably not. And just and, a number and yeah. my Ontario birth certificate. I took it all down to uh, ICBC to get my replacement driver's license. So I'm standing there waiting, waiting, waiting. I get to the front and the lady addresses me rather quickly. She says, uh, just so like, I was, such in a hurry. I just wanted to get it done. I wasn't really paying attention. And she goes, uh, okay, Mr. Mick, if you could just come along this way. I'm, and I'm like, oh, sorry, Mr. Mick. And she's like, uh, looks down at her computer, looks at me. Yes, Mr. Mick. And I was like, it's McDonald. Jamie McDonald. Has been for <laughs> 31 years. <laughs> you know that I will be calling you Mr. Mick from now on. She, just FYI. Now, You're no, not Irish, are you? I, I am Scottish. <laughs> but... Imagine that. Now, if I was a sensitive soul, I'd be like, that's a derogatory term. <laughs> well, so I my just, Celtic I, background. Said, I didn't say it. <laughs> but now walk yourself through this. Here is a member of uh, a corporation relabeling me and defining me and then asking. I, I said, are you sure? Are you sure you're not Mr. Mc? I, I am confident. <laughs> are you sure? I am confident I'm Mr. McDonald. And then she says, is your middle name Donald? <laughs> no. No, it's, it's Alan. Jamie Allen McDonald. She says, uh, 
well, uh, Mr. Mick. And she's still addressing me <laughs> as Mr. Mick. Oh, man, Donald Mick. That's so good. Right? <laughs> so, like, MC? MC. Like, she thinks that's... Now I'm now I'm looking at her and Which no one is named right. MC. Yeah. I don't think. Now, I'm sure BC has a bowel rule. Oh, good bowel. Made it one. If you yeah, if you somewhere. watch this show or listen or if you've ever met me, you people are always telling me why are you yelling? And this is what <laughs> this is the level. This is the tone normally. that they think I'm yelling. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, this is not yelling. I uh, could I could go. Yeah. I can go a little. So I just start speaking a little more clearly and confidently. Clearly. And I just say, listen, I need to speak with someone with immediate urgency, with absolute <laughs> say over what can happen next because you don't have it. Yeah. So someone comes over and says, uh, what seems to be the problem, Mr. Mick? And I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's the problem. That's the exact problem. And then, uh, you know, we go back and forth a little bit and they tell me, well, uh, I guess the real real reason you're Mr. Mick to me right now is that uh, uh, your birth certificate here has a space between Mick and Donald. Now, I haven't had to use this birth certificate in forever, but I'm holding an expired passport that I had to definitely use my birth certificate to get, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, My passport says McDonald. There's no, you know, there's no misinterpretation there. It was, you know, and so they're telling me, well, we're going to have to update your ICBC license with Mr. Mick. I, said, I tell them, like, wait a minute, my old one is correct and you're going to update it wrong? And they say, yeah, yeah, we have to use your new information to update it. I'm like, it's not new. <laughs> Full stop. New it's not new. It's, that's wrong. That's it's technically you, old even. Right, yeah, yeah. right. So then I'm showing them the passport. And I'm like, why would someone with more stringent criteria get it right and you guys aren't? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, it's expired. I'm like, that, but it was issued a couple months, like, the whole thing boggled my mind. Anyway, it ended with me uh, making them retake my replacement photo four times because I had the murderous death look the whole time <laughs> on it. Just sat there like But how did you staring. convince them not to let you go as Mr. Mick? Uh, I didn't, and I'm waiting for my license oh, in two weeks. Oh, I cannot weeks. wait to that see that. says Mr. Fuck. Mick. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so that one little space. Somebody in the uh, birth yeah. registry office just decided to hit the space bar. On yeah. The... You guys should have heard that phone call when I called my mother. Mom, <laughs> who was the one that signed my birth certificate? I was like, were you hopped up on the drugs? Epidermal pop. <laughs> like, a little bit. So it was bit. based on what was signed there? It was... <laughs> the the whole thing is so bureaucratically backwards. So I've heard a similar story, which it was the lack of a space. I met someone named A. Thomas. Athomas. A. Thomas. Athomas. Uh, A-T-H-O-M-A-S. Yeah. Interesting and last I name. Asked him, I, at first I thought I was pronouncing it wrong. Maybe it was an ethnic name. And I talked to him and I was like, what's... Eventually I got comfortable and I said, what's the deal with, with your name? Like, it's unique. And he's like, well... Let me just say, we need to be drinking a bit more, and it was a series of clerical errors. A series? So yeah. he's stuck. Yeah. So he's, he's stuck, stuck he's, in this system. He's, this is me. A. Thomas. Right now. Yeah, yeah. This now, is his, Clay like, St. Thomas, like I have to let you know, so, like, I'm stuck. So, like, yeah. So I can imagine a space here or there can really fuck around with your future can you, well, name. yeah, clearly. Yeah. Can you also imagine 
me vibrating with intensity <laughs> and anger at someone renaming me after 31 years of staunch, unblemished McDonald background. It makes the name Just ND said, a bit more clear. It does. Yeah, Mr. Mick. Totally. Yeah. Oh, he's such a rapper. He's MC. Look at that. I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's relax. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So did, was she... Was she the, the picture retaking <clears throat> process, was that like, can you give me something that's a little less you want to eat the camera? She like, was like, neutral face. So I gave her one of these. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> and then she was like, ah, that's a little too jail. A little, <laughs> can we get you a little bit up from that? And I was like, I was like, okay, maybe just, uh, you know, maybe low max, like not, <laughs> not, not high max. Gotta get something a little less felony. Yeah. Still jail, but not yeah. that jail. Yeah, like soft jail. I was like, Give him one of those. <laughs> this is really good for an audio format, by the way. I'm, sh I'm showing yeah. expressions. On so where does, the, where, where does the video portion of this appear? YouTube. Oh, okay. goes on YouTube. Yeah, and then we uh, do clips on Facebook and stuff. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, wow. It's good, but I, hey, I, I had a good time. Wear any pancake or anything. I look like I've been up for four days. <laughs> no, you didn't, I didn't know this was going on. Dude, you're, you're a sharp-looking fella. You, oh you, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Mike, what kind of beer do you like? You're the beer guy in the group. Yeah. Uh, I'm more of like a IPA drinker, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, too. that would be my predominant style of... But I like all beer. Yeah. I like all beer. Um, but yeah, mostly mostly heavy IPAs or any kind of crazy heavily hopped bitterness. Yeah. Like that's like kind of my Did jam. See, there was a... There was an, uh, no, I've, I've probably I've derailed your, your itinerary for the interview now by asking about the beers. Zero itinerary, by Okay, way. good. Okay, well, I, you seem to have a plan, so I, I don't want to be going... That, the illusion's plan. working. Right? That's, <laughs> that's all there is to it. So there was a thing today that some friend of mine shared that uh, about how people were claiming that the, uh, the the hophead thing was ruining the craft beer industry because yeah, it was turning a lot people of, off. A lot of people have that uh, assumption this? about it. What is this? What, 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 are, you, what are you talking well, about? Well, the, the, the super hoppy IPA stuff okay. that, that, that it's actually off-putting it's it's hurting the craft beer industry which is I think doesn't need any there's no worries about being hurt um, because a lot of people are off-put by that stuff that's really hoppy I've, I don't know if I have the palate to even tell you what that is that the stuff that tastes like dish soap well, no, it's, the, it's well, super, super bitter. It's the hops, yeah. hops make the beer more bitter. All beer has hops of some okay, kind. Okay, what we're drinking right now, does this have lots of hops? No, it does not. No, this this, this, is, a, this is a, a multi-brown ale, so like with like nut like finishes and stuff like that. I feel like you're teaching me language. Like you're like this is a vowel, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> how can you have that facial hair, live in Vancouver, and not know beer? I know. Well, I looked at Savedra, I was like, that's a good look. I'll like, just steal his look. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you've had, you've had a fat tug before. Like, we've been out and that's we've, right. you've yeah. tried to drink it and yeah. you yeah, don't really, you're not you're they're really okay. big on that. They're not, they're not my favorites, yeah. Yeah, but, but like, I'm that sure beer great. is like, it's a hop that you can at least taste. Okay. So, yeah, like, yeah. you're it's still like fat tug lays in like that high, I think it's like 75 to 90, somewhere in there, like hop, like IBUs is what they yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. rate the beer at. Okay. And, but then, like people, like uh, there's some breweries down in California that uh, make beers that are well over a hundred IBUs. Yeah, and yeah. your palate can't even sense mm. anything over like ninety five. Like four K beers. It's just like it's yeah, too much. Totally. It's too yeah, much it's for like you. So it's yeah. like uh, regressive almost, and it's like. A pro, like well, it's sort of the it, it's a it's it's a it's a, a dick contest, right? It's like well, uh, ours is one fifty. Yeah. They do the same thing in... Uh, but it's, in, it's a palate record. Yeah. Like, once, yeah, yeah. once you have that, like, say if you started the night, and I've seen people do it at, the bo at like, a pub or something, because they... Uh, some people come into the pub, and they, like, look at it, and they're like, ah, 
13% beer. That's going to be awesome. I'll just get one of those. I'm like, you shouldn't start with that. Like, <laughs> it's 135 like IBUs. You won't be able to taste anything after this. Your palate's so wrecked that like it doesn't come back. Oh, into, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't you won't know be that. able to taste strong beers. Did you know that, that? Clayson Thomas? You seem like you're well versed. Uh, yeah. I've never thought of it that way because I'd be the guy going and ordering that 13% alcohol, <laughs> uh, 150 IBU IPA. Because I like that kind of thing. Yeah, but uh, but it does. Yeah, it is. It's exceptionally aggressive. You can't, you can't go from that and then just be like, "I'll take that Hefeweizen next or whatever." Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like a, a mild. Like if you drank one of those 120 IBUs and then you drank this, it, you may as well just have a glass of water like after you're done because you won't taste any of the notes or the flavor in the beer. And It'll it, just oh, be booze okay. into your mouth. Like <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. all you're drinking. Kind of yeah. my move anyway. That's Seamart style right there. <laughs> I just want that stuff in I me. didn't know that. It, you know, it sounds like that hop head, uh, sounds like that's a little bit like the loudness wars. Have you heard of this? Have you heard of any of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in music, um, it started back in the eighties. Uh, mastering engineers. It's funny. we talked about mastering earlier. But uh, mastering engineers started mastering records, not to the mm-hmm. dynamic, um, not to the sonic quality that makes it the best record. Right. But they were they were doing it to what the quote unquote standards were for radio to make it radio loud. Radio, yeah, yeah, radio yeah, quality. yeah, yeah. So when you get a mastered song, for people out there that don't know, usually you write a song, you record a demo, usually the demo, then you record final tracks, then you mix those tracks, then you get that song mastered as a part of an album or a single, and then you release it. And that's how usually it goes. That's how you get it from you know Spotify nowadays, people or whatever they, they listen to. That's generally the process. But along the way, mastering engineers have been involved in this weird loudness war. It's kind of a contoured loudness war. So if you listen to a vinyl from the 70s, uh, there's... People always use that adage of like, oh, vinyl sounds so live and, and better and rich, and yeah, which, yeah. which is true. However, uh, the the mastering has a lot to do with that because what they're doing is rather than peaking all of the waveforms in the song, they're actually contouring the, the record within the, the dips mm. and the lows. That's why you can listen to a classic album like Dark Side of the Moon, albeit remastered. 30, 40 times now or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But like you can listen to that album and it's timeless, perfect classic yeah, because yeah. all those notes, every bit of that saxophone and, and you know, great gig in the sky, everything, everything's just phenomenal on that record because it's it's well done. Like the, the dynamics are able to be hit every single level. So are you talking about them being super compressed so it's, it's bring really the whole thing up yeah it's really aggressive that's it yeah so so this over compression yeah is like a real issue so what happened basically in the 80s is with radio uh now having to like essentially step it was actually the big step the thing that actually really started this was back in fm yeah yeah when fm started that was when people realized you could they had this whole other fidelity that you could actually uh reach with quality of sound and then uh, if you fast forward to say like the 90s, mid 90s, and you have this really commercial clean sheen of pop and you have the digital era start, now you're, not, you're no longer dealing with, um, with tape machines that give warmth to a recording. Right. The, the sound will, rather than distort naturally and give you that kind of warm fuzz, yeah. ones and zeros don't distort, right? Svedra knows all this stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. The, but yeah, like the... The ones and zeros don't distort. They just turn to twos, and that two in a computer just is, it clips. It goes, it either yeah. turns off That's completely. That's not how ones or, and zeros work. This guy is a computer mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. seem to don't know a lot. 
I'm going to tell you right now, don't know a lot. Yeah, but but that's the thing. Like <laughs> that that loudness war, you think that oh, they would have reached peak at this point, but here we are in 2017, and it's so loud now. Like it's so like you have to be mm-hmm. max. Your your RMS needs to be maximum, like max zero 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 point zero zero at the end of a uh, mastering. Otherwise, no one knows if, what RMS means. Well, if if you manage to get a song on the radio, as difficult as that can be, and Clay can definitely attest to that. Um, if you manage to get a song on the radio uh, and it's not mastered in this method that is yeah. mm-hmm. within the war, yeah. they're going to play Taylor Swift and then they're going to play your song and you're going to sound not as impactful. It, and that's just the reality right. of it. So sure. what? Do you, so it, it's very hard to, like, how do you walk back from that? It has to start from, like, the, the mastering houses need to, like, form some kind of, you know, union yeah, yeah. or something like that. And it's hard to say though, but that'll, that level of organization doesn't exist. So rather than that, everyone just keeps stepping it up. You know, I'd like to think that with everything being streamed now, you know, that, uh, I, I'm kind of shooting my own industry in the foot, but, uh, you know, soon everything will be streamed. Even traditional radio stations like JR will yeah. one day soon be sure. Half. What the hell? Half? Yeah. Here we go. Uh, I like this. Um, will everything will be streamed that you would hope that, a room for fidelity would come back again because it is being digitally delivered and you don't have to worry about uh, the, 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 even the, the frequency limitations of AM or FM. But once you get used to that kind of punch on records, you're mm-hmm. right, nobody wants to be less than that. Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody wants to have that ballsy kind of grab you by the throat sound within the first you know, four, that impactful. Four bars of, yeah. Yeah. It, that's, um, that makes so, sense. That makes way more sense. But there, so I don't think you're ever going to give that up. It's strange, right? Not for hit songs anyway. How can you, like, it's, it's ground you'll never walk backwards on. It's because I don't know how else to do it. But it depends on how it's delivered, right? Like, obviously, it's interesting to think that you went from AM, obviously, it's low, to like FM, which is a bit better, but still, yeah, yeah. like, not even close to what someone in their home could reproduce. And then quality goes down, and then down further in the digital era with like 128 mp3s played on some shitty speakers or some shitty uh whatever and then it goes like it's constantly shifting yeah right and no song can really in any given recording truly it just is what it is well it's it's interesting about that because you mentioned like the 128 uh, kilobyte. Sure, thing. yeah. Or so, lower, 96 if you yeah. have some shitty song yeah. recorded from some other so, whatever. So many people don't care. Right? No. Yeah, most, which people, is fine. most people can't or don't. It's yeah. so it's so bad for you. This isn't fear mongering. <laughs> this yeah. isn't fear mongering. It's, it's a, so a music producer. Yeah. yeah. But, it, no, but it, I'll, I'll tell you right now, it is so bad for you because if you don't know the science behind an MP3, it, it's over compressing the frequencies that you don't hear. So in, in the human hearing spectrum, you can only hear between 20 hertz and 20,000 kilohertz. So 20, 20 kilohertz, basically. So that that frequency, that's, that's all the human range can hear. But a piano note can extend beyond that, and that's what gives it depth and space. I would say all sounds space. extend. Sure, all, yeah, but yeah, yeah, just for example, though, yeah. like the, the depth of that can really be, you know, can can definitely go beyond that. So when you have an MP3 that is like tinny, very light yeah. sounding, you're most likely being bombarded with extreme high frequencies in your ear that you're not capable of even understanding. Do you ever pull out your like those old, mm. old, old, old the generation one Apple i i earbuds, whatever? Yeah. You pull those out 
after a while and you'd be ear like, spears yeah, you'd be like, like, oh man. Yeah. Ear spears, yeah. yeah <laughs> you'd just be like so sore though. You'd, you'd, you'd be like, oh, my ears hurt. And, uh, that's, that's kind of like, if you think about it, we've had about 15 years of that and now streaming, there's higher quality streams yeah, out yeah. there. And like even terrestrial It'll radio, mm-hmm. terrestrial radio, you can stream high quality versions of that online. You can, yeah. you can mm-hmm. do like, like, so that has definitely stepped up, but I wonder how that's going to affect people in about 15, 20 years. Maybe because that's like 15 years of basically working at an airport without uh, ear protection. Like that's really bad for you. If, if you <laughs> if you listen to your music on 128 yeah, yeah. MP3s every day, and you maybe you still do that, I would recommend not doing that. You're talking about hearing loss. I was talking talking about people listening to shitty music. Yeah, you know, because and not caring. It's still not good for you. It's still you're right. You're right. Friend, depending on your on your age, a friend of mine who's my age, uh, I was having the same fight with him or discussion with him about about the quality of MP3s and how it's so disgusting that people have now not only. People thought that CDs were a step down from vinyl mm-hmm. because it was digital and it didn't have that same warmth. And now it's like they it, it, nobody cares at all. It's like can I, I can I can I put ten thousand songs on this device and listen to them and right. that's all I care about. Uh, and he was like, listen, dude, I listen to many of these songs on AM radio. He says the the quality of these MP3s that you're poo pooing is so much better than that was. Or even, he says, it's comparable or not a lot worse than you get on off FM radio, how a lot of people <laughs> listen to their music, right? So sonically, it's not that bad. And I'm like, yeah, but if you claim to be a fan of music, it's right. nowhere near what you should be hearing. Mm. So I completely agree. Yeah, like it's, and you don't know... Yeah, you know, I guess for people who don't really care, or mm. who, who go, I can't, I can't hear the difference, and I don't care to listen hard enough to hear the difference. And mm-hmm. I know lots of people like that. Mm-hmm. Most people. That's, that's why people are playing people, music off their phones. That's I, Michael you know? telling me about hops five that's, seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're bringing it all back. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's, it's, it's how, yeah. how that it's works. Right. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't need to drink this. Like, yeah, my Molson Canadian's just fine. I'm like, well. And in fact, we'll start giving you a hard time about being some kind of snob. snob yeah. Or, or uh, uh, yeah, well, if it, it's not fancy enough for you and your fancy music. But, but, but the same can be said for just about anything. Like, everything has its, like, comparable, like, something up here. And then you're like, wow, why are you, why are you doing that? You could be checking this out instead. Yeah. No, like, I hear yeah, you. Yeah, fuck you. Like, I'm yeah. not comedy. Like, we have loads of comedians on this show. It's like, well... I'm a big fan of uh, catchphrase comedy. I'm like, well, you're doing it wrong. You should be watching these guys instead. It's like, right. I watch a guy with puppets. He makes me laugh. I'm like, well, you're wrong. You're wrong in every every respect. It is funny. I've noticed that Jeff Dunham has very slowly over the last couple of years started to take that uh, whipping boy role in comedy. I've noticed a lot. Yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of people reference him now in the way that Carrot Top was in the late 90s. Well, it's just because Larry the Cable Guy hasn't had a special lately. And know? Larry the Cable Guy was terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. He was really bad. But yeah. yeah. He'll be on next week. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. damn it. It's <laughs> Actually, that's the curse. Our show, I don't know if you know this. What's that? If Do you have anything like this on your show? I'll explain it first and you tell me if there's anything like that on, on, on okay. your, your morning show. If we ever announce our Next guest. They have real schedulers, though. I know you have real people. That <laughs> no, we don't actually. Oh, no, 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 it's whatever we can put together. I apologize. <laughs> if, if we ever Something announce, we if we ever announce who's going to be on the show, uh, it's like say at the end of the show, like, oh, and next week we'll have blah blah. Have a good night, everyone. We do that. They never show up. 
It's a curse. Right. It's happened like it's happened. I don't know. No, what, totally. More Same times. Thing. I've lost count of how many we times. We cannot. Uh, it's usually with artists in our case. Like uh, artists are planned to come yeah. on. Typical artist. Well, yeah, and they're gonna. And they're gonna <laughs> Fucking yeah. so typical. I know. Jackasses. <laughs> so and, they, and then they, they. So it's the point where we don't. Uh, uh, we don't ever pre-promote artists' appearances on the show unless we have a number to call them. If you want me to pre-promote this. I need a number where I can reach them personally because they're not going to call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or each, it's usually on the phone. They're not going to. Uh, they're not going to call, and we're going to sit there, you know, holding our, you know, and and wondering <laughs> what happened again. This is the internet. You can swear. If can you I? Oh, I said. I said. <laughs> Dick, I said it. Dick. Uh, we'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that? I'll, I'll have a rooster crowing there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And yeah, so it's the same thing. It's not it's uh, yeah, it's the same, exactly the same thing. Guests in our case, it's somebody, an artist is going to come on for a few minutes, but yeah. So it, it's weird. I don't know. I guess we're asking a lot more for people to come to this space, whereas like you're probably talking to like well, touring I, artists who who knows what like they're like yeah, up to yeah, in a given they, moment, but they like, still agreed to it. Yeah, they agreed to it, and it's yeah. a phone call. Yeah, you know, no, so phoners, yeah. yeah, yeah. See. We've just started in the last couple of months being approached by PR companies and things like that that oh, want okay. that, that want oh so they heard so about to, the number two they want to they're like hey our, we want to get in touch <laughs> with the one. yeah we want to get in <laughs> touch with the second overall best podcast <laughs> we in the don't city. want to go directly to number yeah one. now yeah. they're like we still want it to appear grassroots and organic <laughs> yeah, we, that's we, right. we want right. to start second you know uh, and I I always say well we are third tier so if you guys want to. <laughs> If you guys do want to, you know, you know that's just saying. But uh, we've just been started being approached by some of these people, and uh, they're all very nice. And you, you think, you know, because I've I've dealt with some of these guys before in other other areas of the yeah, yeah. industry, and but like they're all so nice, and then stuff starts coming up where they start <laughs> seeing how much they can get for you. It's just like any booking of anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and we're, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to explain because they're like, oh, you have guys, you guys have video cameras in here? You guys, you know, this and this and blah, blah, blah. Is there like lapel mics for secondary backup recordings and all that? And I'm like, that's a good idea. And they're like, thank <laughs> you for that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, they're like, uh, they're like, uh, they're like, oh, you don't have that. I'm like, no. They're like, okay, okay. Well, we have to make sure we do get a, a finalized product that we can. And I'm like, it's almost like they're consulting me about the show more than yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that I'm booking. And so is this, is this the guests themselves or their people? Their people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm also, I prefer to deal with people directly. Yeah. The amount of times I've had a, a, uh, an episode booked with the guest directly. Yeah. And then they have to involve their person. And I, I'm just... I'm always bewildered at that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, like, whose hand is on the wheel, essentially. Yeah. And uh, it just never goes well. It never, <laughs> never, ever goes well, because then they want to so, sanitize it. Okay, and, and I have questions for you. Um, I love who this. Who are your podcast heroes, the ones that you, not, not emulate, but that you look up to? E- okay, easily right off the bat. Uh, Bill Burr, to me, is this all-encompassing comedy engine. Yeah. And his his podcast. I don't know if you've ever listened to it, but he I does. Have, you know, when I, I had to stop listening to it, I didn't I didn't like it that much. Okay, what is that? Well, is it the big... Trump stuff? Well, no, got off the it's rails this, a bit. He's fine, but he got off the rails. No, they'll a bit. listen to Seamart. He doesn't. Well, his views don't represent my views. No, has he changed it? Because when I heard his stuff, it was just him. It was just mm. Bill. 
Yeah. He, that's all he does, right? It's, it's just Bill. He just and I, like, yeah. I like Bill Burr a lot. Absolutely. But yeah. I found them a little rambly and self-indulgent. Like, I don't need to hear... It sounded... It was a little verbally masturbatory. After 90 minutes, I'm like... I mean, he is alone. Yeah. He, well, no, it kind of has to be. So, you yeah. know, but whatever pops into my head at this second, I don't think anybody's entertaining enough that I should listen to you freeform for 90 <laughs> minutes and expect to be entertained. I, that's fair. That's I, why, uh, you know, this, this format is great because you've got four people, four different... Thing, you know, you can start having fun with stuff. That's yeah. why all successful morning radio shows have multiple people because it's the stuff can start bouncing around and some kind of thing can happen to it, right? I think there's. And I like I like Bill Burr a lot, but I, I uh, you're wrong. What you talked about before, your opinion is wrong. <laughs> no, what do you do? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. You can't your, have him as a hero. Your facts are no match for my opinions. Yeah, that's right. Way. Yeah, that's right. I'll tell you the reality though is I think he has for me. In my opinion, I think he has a pretty tough situation there. Like he's chewing ninety minutes, you know. Like like that's that's a hard that's a hard right. ninety minutes to fill. But he, I I can see how it can be grating to other people, like his his voice yeah, and, yeah. and things like that. I love it personally because I've I've never heard someone that just takes thoughts right from my head before I can say them. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. No, he he represents good. that yeah. for me. He's but good self awareness he, too. He's really good. Um, yeah. I think all podcasts at some point have to say that Joe Rogan is a major influence. Like he, he has, I mean, I mean, just look at our format. If you looked at this video setup right now, the way we have this, the way we have our guest, there's no way if I said to you right now, I've never even listened to Rogan, that would be a, a first a lie. And then second, just a weird situation. They'd be like, really? Like they'd show me the show and they'd be like, it looks similar, very similar. (laughs) I think, I think our, our dynamic we have with the crew here and also like, like all three of us are diverse enough, like yeah, you're yeah, saying that yeah. like there's more of a less of a solo act, right. so, so to speak, with Rogan where he has that going on, and um, I think I don't know if I uh, Savedra loves podcasts. The question was, uh, what which podcast uh, are you interested in? Like your hero, like who do you glean influence from? Uh, I guess it would be like more of the the comedy, like the really high end, like like comedy bang bang, bang stuff yeah. like that. Where the it's, yeah, stuff. it's pretty yeah. much like improv, like for an hour and a half with the characters and all that stuff. I feel like it. I love that. Like that was the podcast that really got me listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have to check that. I have never, I've never heard it. So I, that that's like Scott Ackerman and. Uh, Scott Ackerman, basically, yeah, 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 it's yeah. ridiculous. And then yeah. it's cool because I'm always looking for new stuff. Like I listen a lot to, I listen a lot to Nerdist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardwick, uh, yeah. He, he's <laughs> he's good. Yeah, he's so good. And his, the the interviews, I find he's just a, an incredible interviewer. Like I, yeah. I, well, I, I you know, and I guess maybe he's an acquired taste, but I I I think he he's so good at making people feel at ease and mm. getting them to go down uh, topic paths that uh, he talks about it himself that uh, are not the usual questions you expect. Mm-hmm. That it's just conversation about all kinds of yeah, shit. Uh, and I, I really, really like that. Like, similarly, I started listening recently to uh, Mark Maron. Yep. Yeah. WTF. That's yeah. The, the, that's the best one. Yeah. Like, yeah I'd so just say really good at that, too. Mark Maron's definitely, like, like there's this Mount Rushmore podcast yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and he, Mark Maron would have to be in there. Yeah. And you'd yeah. have to. He's right up there. I'm like, Actually, we just had some love from Adam Carolla recently, yeah. which was kind of cool. Adam Carolla. Adam, wow. Adam Carolla. Well, how, how do you mean you had some love? We posted some. What what was the? Oh, story? he just commented on one of our posts and was like, "Ah, oh, great going!" Like, which was nice. We're like, "Oh," and we're like, "Oh, it's one of those fan pages of Adam Carolla." And then we look like, and it's like, "Oh no!" And then uh, Savedra <laughs> reached out to him on Twitter and he was like, 
yeah, yeah, thanks or something <laughs> like that. He like thanked him. He like thanked him. I was so like, I, uh, I, I gave you, I gave you the one. Yeah, he's like, he's like, please, please. The, all these, this is two hundred fifty thousand dollars right there on like the ground floor of like as soon Same as like thing. Man Show ended and like yeah. Jimmy Kimmel went to do his thing on late night. Yeah, Carolla yeah. just went straight podcasting and. Yeah, yeah. He is the massive acquired taste because he is. I don't know if I can. I used to try and listen to his podcast. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the early going, before like there were five million shows to listen to on. Yeah, that's iTunes. right. Yes, yeah. but yeah, like he he was one of the first ones, like along with like Mark Marin and Chris Hardwick yeah, and all yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah. Like I think the fact that you have so many great options to choose from. Yeah, it's it's interesting to speak about this with you because I. I, I think like you have one foot so hard in the terrestrial radio yeah. world that um, I don't want any of this to seem like uh, insulting to you in any regard. Do you know no, what I mean? I, yeah, no, no, it's just a, it's a different thing. It's not what we do. It's a yeah. totally different medium. Yeah, that's why I try to yeah. tell people they're like, oh, you're, you're replacing radio. I'm like, no, unless you really enjoy those long form. Like, but it's strangely NPR. similar, though, isn't it? Like, well, like, some uh, things about it are. Format-wise, I mean, are, but but you couldn't compare like NPR f- uh, long-form conversations no. with with what the the JR Morning Crew is doing. No, you know no, what I mean. Totally not. But is or it, any is of the, the morning crews, like yeah. any morning music yeah, crew, like no, no, they're no. doing something we would never. Yeah, we like I even found. I think <laughs> about it. I'm, I'm, I always think it's funny. Like I actually envy a lot of what you guys do sometimes because I the amount of times we talk about something and I'm like it'd be great to just throw to that song right now and just put it on there yeah yeah and that we can't we'll just get definitely yanked down from YouTube definitely get striked and you only get yeah, three of those yeah, yeah. but is it a length yeah. thing or is it the type of discussion or like where where do you like if if you were to look at, back on all the recorded media mm-hmm. and understand and then try to like so, you had all these radio shows and all these podcasts. Where what would be the differentiating marks on them? Like because um, you could go to like you could like oh some DJs have like forty minute songs versus a person that has a two minute song. They're still making music. One is super long and one is super short. But those are like mixes, like no, no, no. But songs. I mean, like if you just did like a crazy house track that was just like eternally lengthy <laughs> like, they're completely different genres of right. music and totally satisfying different audiences <clears throat> but they are still the same they're still doing the same thing yeah but so you know there's a sensibility that i i think would serve this format as, as well as what serves uh um what we do on the jr morning show for example or any any morning radio show and that's the the knowledge that while we're just having sitting here having a conversation you know that you want it to be appealing to people. You know you want them to right, be entertained yeah, by yeah. what's being said. So of course. you're not you're not really you're having the conversation you would have around the kitchen table, but you're not really having that conversation. Like it's mm. it's heightened. Right? That's true. I see. That, so that's a very true comment. It's it's heightened on the rate on the on morning radio, like to the power of ten. Uh, but here it's only heightened, it's only squared here. It it's, is heightened though. I, I agree with that because there is a certain presentation value that this, that if we're just speaking on this show, there is a certain presentation value that comes with having multi-angle cameras yeah, and, and this yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Like we, we do present it in a certain way. You're right about that. It's, it, if we use the kitchen table as the, yeah. the, the, the parameter, there's definitely like, like you said, to the to power of four rather than 10, yeah. which is really like, like yeah. radio. I, I think there's something about, when the show turns off, though, like when this episode ends, 
the amount of times an episode has ended and we start talking about something right away, right off air. Yeah. And I think to myself, that would have been perfect. Yeah. That would have been perfect. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's, rolling, yeah. I think that's represented, uh, that's, that's representation of what you're talking about. Cause yeah, that, yeah. that's, that's suddenly the power of four going down to zero. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it, yeah. 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 Mm. It's funny. Like, I don't know. I think the, the best shows, the best shows are the ones that remove that further and further down to zero. Like if, 10 is the best version on radio of that. Yeah. Cause yeah. like you, you know, there's shows out there that are like 20 to the power. Like, <laughs> they're like, well guys, we don't have that love. Like, no, but I don't mean, I know what you said, but I don't necessarily mean in terms of just the presentation style. I'm talking in terms of, um, how do I explain this? That, uh, like we do the longest breaks we do on the JR show, for example, and we're shorter than some, some stations where you wish they would shut up. Uh, but okay, but we we purposely keep it shorter because we know that you're, you know people's time and attention is limited. So uh, the longest <laughs> things we will do like is if we get into a conversation and it maybe might be five or six minutes at a segment, mm. and then commercial or song or something like that. Uh, what was my point in bringing that up? So uh, when I talk about it being um, to the power of ten, to me is. Uh, the the the, uh, the amount of energy you're putting into this being entertaining, right? Not necessarily in talking up here, like having it be this guy. You know, I, it doesn't have to be that, but it is um, um, that what that what we're saying right now should pick somebody up by the scruff of the neck mm-hmm. and say, "Come here and listen to this." You're kind of you're kind of you're going for that a lot more engagement. than a terrestrial radio show. Yeah. Whereas this is allowed to be a conversation. I see. That's, okay. You know, and that's what yeah. why it's it's in some ways uh, it's uh, it's a, it's a cool beast and different than that because yeah. it is just a conversation. What's the same about both of them? I think now that we're sitting here and talking about it, about the terrestrial radio and podcasts. What's the same is that sense that ideally you if they're if they're good hosts and you like what's going on. You wish you were there in the room having the conversation. That's with you. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. That's, and that morning yeah. radio. That what we try to do is the same thing too. Like we want to be <clears throat> like your welcoming. The, the yeah. Best, yeah, but the, but the best version of your best friends. You know where yeah. where you, everyone's you, saying you, cool shit and like yeah, yeah and it, that sounds like a fun <laughs> like, thing oh, to be in. Great point, I, pal. So <laughs> and it, you know you just like being part of the conversation because the conversation's fun and it's going interesting places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like people, yeah. people are saying smart stuff and funny stuff and stupid stuff and a lot of things like that at the same time. Like, I don't know what you guys were like when you were kids, but I always... Shitty. Yeah, I was shitty. You were a shitty person. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked, by the way, that you were like that. Uh, I used to really enjoy sitting in uh, the kitchen and being completely quiet while all the adults spoke and just sitting there listening. And that's kind of like... Yeah, maybe yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's where it is. You, like, you pick up rhythms. You learn, like, oh, people aren't talking over each other. They're not, you know, things like that. Like uh, little most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but you know, early in the night. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I guess I, I was because I do agree with you because, but that's people being able to kind of let let loose, and say whatever they want, in, in that kitchen table scenario. Yeah, right? the yeah. actual kitchen table. But I guess for for you, I, I wonder like, how do you know when? How do you know your own line to draw? Because something I struggle with, even just sitting here in this behind the thing, <laughs> in the I never want to say. Other I never want to be untruthful or be 
outrageous and say something that I will be like later being like, why did I, that was silly. That was, first of all, I'm wrong. Right. And two, <laughs> yeah. and two like, I am totally misinformed or whatever. But yet, if you want to put it to that level 10 yeah, and yeah. have a yeah. really yeah. engaging conversation, how do you kind of rein that in for yourself? Well, there's... That, that, good question. It's a, you know, it's a good question, and it's, and it's a very good point because you are going to get yourself in trouble by trying to keep that at level ten all the time because you're one going to wind up saying things that mm-hmm. either you sound full of yourself or are stupid or wrong. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. No, it's, you're it's you're constantly whatever, yeah. trying to kind of again absolutely right. uh, grab people's attention all the time. Well, we try to. Uh, we hope to be really real in what we do. Like we want we want to sound like real people. We don't want to sound all Ronnie Radio and that stuff, but. But you are constantly trying to keep people uh, pulled in. So, and people bust us on stuff all the time. Sure, yeah, of course. You know, so... Sorry, that term you just used, Ronnie Radio. (laughs) (laughs) That's a new one for me. What is that? Oh, lots of people in radio use that. Is that like... I think you were talking about that. Hey! That's the insider (laughs) term. That's the voice for that. Yeah. Yeah. Ronnie Radio. Ronnie Radio. It's a good one. I've never heard of This whole interview has been just... Gold yeah. right now, yeah, yeah. This is perfect. They call him yeah. Ron Rad. Ron Rad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you try not to be, but you're gonna. I mean, it's but it's this commercial terrestrial radio, so there is a Absolutely. bit of that in the style and the way it's presented. So, but we the, again, this the similarity is you want to be saying things in a way that people think they're talking to somebody who's real and like what their friends might sound yeah, like. Yeah, I agree. They're the best version of their friends, not their friends, the ones that they don't go for lunch with all the time because they're kind of deadbeats, but the ones they like the best. <laughs> You want to be those friends. It's a very specific example. Did yeah. someone stand you up for lunch recently? I don't uh, know. No, no. But some, you know, some you're more enthusiastic about accepting the invitation from than others. So to Most your credit, certainly. as the number two, as the number two podcast in the West Ender, hey. and based on our experience last time, I knew that coming back again, that I would have fun and this would be that kind of conversation. I appreciate that. So very yeah. good. I definitely that's, appreciate that. That's how that. you get the people coming back. I, I hope so because, uh, I mean... There's a whole other year to crown the next second overall. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be knocking on the second overall door I want, again. No, I want two point five <laughs> or one point five. I don't know what's up, but not the top from two. I think it's funny. It would probably be one point five, <laughs> which is which is weird to say that, but yeah. But I want to be an ankle biter. The guys that yeah, uh, yeah. the guys that probably won deserve it. They've been doing it so long, like for ten years. Well, they, now we, why are we why are we not saying their name? Is it some kind of? Because I don't know if it, I, I don't know if it's we actually. We don't, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if they what actually. Do you think won. it is. I think, you don't want to give him a plug on your. On your no, no, no. Of course, I. I think Graham Clark and uh, Shumka won with uh, stop, stop podcast. Pod, yeah, stop podcasting yourself is the oh, name. Oh, okay. And, Again, uh, another thing I haven't. They, to. they, they do rather well for themselves. I've heard of it. Yeah, they're like great. they're actually part of the uh, comedy uh, just for last uh, showcase this week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. like they're they're always the the show, you know. And yeah, like yeah. I mean, they've been around for ten years. We've been around for three. But even that's what's what's great about this universe is that you don't have to be them to be successful because they're comedy guys, right? Is that their thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, they're stand-up comedians. Yeah, yeah. so that's... that's <laughs> really good, too. They're, they're great guys, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, people's best friends, the ones that I like talking to are not stand-up comedians and they still love conversations with them. So you don't have to be, you know, that's stand-up true. comedy funny to have a good podcast. Yeah, it's not a qualifier. It helps. Yeah, <laughs> if I, well, sure, it's not they a, think fast on their feet, but... Yeah. But all, all smart people do, so you don't have to add that. We really like having the amount of comedians on the show that we have. Like, I was talking with someone on the weekend. Um, we were talking with uh, uh, Steve McGowan on the weekend, who we always uh, take shots at at the end of the show. Fuck Steve McGowan. Like, fuck Steve McGowan. <laughs> Hashtag fuck Steve McGowan. We love that guy. But uh, <laughs> he was talking, we were talking to him, and uh, 
I was telling him, we just really like being part of the infrastructure of, of this comedy scene. Like there is, someone told me a long time ago about, you know, 12, 13 years ago, something like that, just right when I moved out here, they said that, uh, the problem with the music industry in this area is that there's too much head, not enough body. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no body to support the head. There's way too many people trying to make it, quote unquote, but there's nothing there to support the head. So it always just never goes as far as it th- you think it should. Yeah, yeah. So I get that. Yeah, so I took that thinking and I tried to apply it to parts of this show, and I, I think that so far it's been working out great. Like it's good to have an avenue for co- like comedians to come on, like if they can go do stop podcast, stop podcasting yourself. Fuck yeah, it's a great show. You guys go do that. If you want to come do another a different show, then this at least we have options on the table. You know, just like there, there's always going to be enough people to listen. Like I always try to tell people, start your own show, start your own podcast, do your own thing. Like it, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. I'm so yeah. proud to see people do that when when they start because the idea that like there's only so much to go around. I don't I don't agree with that. I think there's like no, so much to go not. around. Yeah. I legitimately run out of podcasts to listen to. Like in terms of my interests, I run out of things. I'm I'm like, oh, I gotta find something else. Right? Yeah. Like I'm serious. Yeah. I don't listen to all this stuff. Like yeah, you mean like your playlist? Like yeah, you yeah, run like out of I, yeah. I hit them all, and I'm like, well, did it, and I'm like, well, what next? Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. so like I, I used to be you know, the guy maybe that that's a weird situation. No, no, no. You're right because but like I used to be the guy many years ago where I would look at a, a, a Rogan podcast and he goes like very commonly like three or four hours a time, right? Yeah. Which on radio, you're like, yeah, of course, right? Yeah, but, but that's three, four hours nonstop. Though. Well, oh, I know. A, well, three a marathon. If yeah. you look at that on paper, I think most people balk at that and go, ah, that's too much. I, I, I couldn't get into that. But uh, I look at it like if you had a job, like an eight, like a proper eight-hour job, that's boom. That's half your day. You listen to the podcast yeah. while you're typing away or whatever like that. Boom. That's half your day. Oh, you have two episodes that day. Sweet. Boom. I just had my whole day taken care of. But I think about it like that. Like it just takes chunks of your day away. You don't have to worry about whatever it is you're doing. Some jobs don't allow for that. I understand. Yeah, yeah. But like if you do have that ability, like a desk gig or something like that, that's perfect, man. That lets you just chew up your day. And the best ones that I've heard, and I've really only been listening like for the last, you know, couple couple of years. Uh, you'd be fine drifting in and out of those conversations because they are just real conversations mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, and you, you pick up on what's going on that moment and, you know, like you would leave the room at the, at the, at the house party and you come back in later and join it at a different, in a different thread. Yeah. So it, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not like you're missing anything. Or exactly. You, you know, yeah. you, there's continuity you have to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had someone ask me the other day, they're like, I haven't listened uh, in about 40 episodes. Uh, have I missed anything? And I was like, well, just the content of those episodes, like, <laughs> like there's no continuity yeah, for me. Yeah, like I'm like you could literally pick this one up it's right not now. A running story. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's not. A, it's not a serial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, not a yeah. serial from the '70s or something like that. Like, it, it, you could just said some are though. Like, yeah. uh, like, uh, like uh, someone even hardcore history or. Some well, that's other true. One. I actually was just I just heard about a podcast that was about the history of Rome. Oh, that one's good. No, no, I, I've heard that yeah, one before. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard it. I if you can get through the first, like, if you can get through the first, like, ten or so, where oh, really? he was just doing it with, like, a, a desktop okay. mic. It sounded a little now, low now, budget. Yeah, In 2007, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and so I listened to episode one today. I forget the name of the moment, but if you get through the first like ten episodes or so, oh, it's okay, great. Okay, but I'm really looking forward to it. He, he steps that. it up right His up. His last in. podcast was six and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> Who's, who are you talking about? Who's this? Um, Dan Carlin. He. Oh, well, that was Dan. That's Dan Carlin. But Heart, the history of Rome is a different. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah but oh, okay. hardcore history. Hardcore history is insane. Like the best. It's such a good podcast. Okay. Each episode is seriously like four to six hours. He has a. It takes him like months to. Produce. Yeah, he wow. has a he has a series on the he's on, amazing on, on Genghis Khan's rise and all of his sons yeah, and the yeah. dynasty, and it's so fascinating. Like there are parts of that that are just stuck in my mind forever. Where when they they would roll up with armies to the gates of the <laughs> uh, they, they would roll up. Well, hold on, we got to edit no, function. No, I'm just saying, like they would roll up with. Whole armies to to nations and, and be like, okay, look, cities, it, nations essentially because they're like these giant capitals. But, cities were, yeah, yeah. but the, he he would roll up and uh, he would say things like, uh, if you just open your gates, no one will die, and I will pick some of you to come with me to the next town, and that is it. And the people that would defy him, he would just raise them, just raise it to the ground. They said that uh, the rivers would flow with. Um, blood and ink because he would destroy all their libraries and all of that like he would erase you from history like just that imagery you just said that it's very Stuart McLean actually yeah, 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 yeah. saying that but like he wow. he had a Dan, Dan Carlin's fantastic it's almost not fair to call them podcasts so no, are they, they they're history based like it's the history, all history. Yeah. yeah it's called hardcore wow. history you'd love it yeah I like to just run once to every, it whenever he's he does a World War One one yeah. uh, it's called yeah. like blue, blueprint for Armageddon yeah, honestly yeah. the World War One yeah. ones are also just the top fantastic notch. they're so good wow they're so good yeah. he's and, such a vast library <clears> I think he's one of those ones where like if you pay him like five dollars or whatever on his thing yeah, like, yeah. you can go back and unlock like all the episodes, oh, okay. kind of thing. It's but worth it. It's worth checking it's brilliant. out. Brilliant. He keeps ones for free, but then yeah. you can just buy, yeah. you can buy the rest. When yeah. you uh, when you were like, oh, who are, who are like some of your favorites? Yeah, he came to mind, and I didn't say him specifically because like that is so another Absurd. tier. Yeah, yeah like like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. It's almost a different style. It's almost a different form. Yeah, it totally it's him. Yeah. It's just him. It's almost like and a radio show. Yeah, like it actually play, reminds me of because he does. He kind of he has his own like narrative voice. But yeah. then when he does um, citations from texts, he, he, he kind of assumes a bit of a different voice. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, he yeah. kind of has that, and it's just him. So it's kind of a one-man show, kind of a... It's almost an audio book. Yeah, almost, yeah. 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 His one on Caesar is really good, too. You get to all, learn. I mean, oh, I don't think yeah. I've heard one oh, where I was like, that no. wasn't very good. Really, really good. I don't know. So you're telling me Off the Rail does not sponsor... No, nope. off the rail brewing. Do not. Don't sponsor <laughs> Dan Carlin. Third hour, would if they allowed him. He yeah, allowed two growlers in. He'd yeah. get a little sloppy by that point. I think so. I, uh, the fact that he doesn't do them live. He's <laughs> heard history. Yeah, with yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Loose I'm history. pretty sure he just murdered everybody. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. They went yeah. down. Yeah. He's like, let's hit fast forward now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? So he won, Troy, right? Yeah. See, he won. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he won? What? Yeah, he just plays the dialogue from uh, Troy in it for like about 30 minutes. And he's like, see, it was just like that. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, Clay St. Thomas, you're fantastic. We, we love having you on the show. I hope it's not like 100 episodes until we see you again. We well, you let me know. I'm back. 
I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come do this because I know you have really early mornings and this is a later later time for you. Well, now there's beer, especially. Oh, like, <laughs> it's a life game changer. I know, yeah. I know. Um, if people wanted to follow your exploits online, how can they do so? Uh, well, Other than listening to the fantastic swing and sounds of 93.7 JRFM. <laughs> that's really, that's, most of it happens on the radio in the morning. Uh, but, you know, I'm on, I get, I, Twitter? Do people still tweet? Yep. Huh. All the so, time. Uh, All the time. Just, just play St. Thomas. You search for me, you'll find me there. Uh, and on Facebook. And uh, otherwise, that's that's basically it. We also blog a bit uh, on, at jrfm.com. Mm -hmm. But it's more about sharing stuff we've done on the show and kind of content that is uh, uh, dovetails with stuff we've done on the show there. Makes sense, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's uh, if you want, that, that's, and that's at jrfm.com if you want to do that. I really like that. Uh, Savedra, how can people follow you if they care to do so? Yeah, you can follow me at the Savedra on Twitter and Michael A. Savedra on Instagram. Chris Martin, how can people follow you on Not that? a thing, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do any of this? Uh, I just know that I support the Instagram of Boomsday Alliance. Yeah, Boomsday underscore Alliance. That's a good one. Nice. It literally says in the show notes uh, under CMART, it says, uh, I wouldn't bother. So what, he, I don't post. Like quoting himself. Do yeah. <laughs> he says, I wouldn't bother. How old are you, Chris? Uh, 30. Yeah, you know, there's a thing. There's a thing I find among millennials, and especially the younger end of millennials, where they kind of, you know, this social media thing is a little I'm too... I'm on social media. I just don't post. I'm there for the messaging and following of people, but not yeah, yeah, for my own yeah. exposition. He's, his back's against the wall at the party. He's just, he's there. He's not really contributing. But he's there. You know, I'm surprised like, because you're, if you I mean, come talk is, to me, I'll talk to you. That's right. Yeah, but in, in this format, he's quite forthcoming. And I know. Aren't we all surprised? I know you're here. Not in social media. No, no. he's uh, he's fantastic though. We we love him. And uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, if you wanted to follow the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you Do guys that. leave us a review. You can search us on iTunes. Five on, stars. On Stitcher. Five stars. On YouTube. Five stars. I don't know. Can, does YouTube have stars? Just give know. us a like. A, th like a thumbs up on YouTube. Thumbs up on YouTube. We love tell that. those bastards the West Ender, it's number one. Oh, what? This is what we needed. We needed a, <laughs> we needed a celebrity co-sign from Clay St. Thomas. Yeah. This would have bumped us up to number one for sure. Is that right? I'll, I'll send in some ballots. Without a doubt, stuff the ballot box. Just, <laughs> just. They're like, how did this this uh, third-rate podcast become first overall? <laughs> become 1.5. Yeah, how did they get there? <laughs> they, no one will know the answer. But uh, if you want to follow us, we appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and on Stitcher and uh, YouTube. Clay St. Thomas, you're fantastic. You taught me a while ago uh, not to get involved in a race to the bottom, and it served me uh, in very many ways. That's we talked about that last time. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And I appreciate you teaching me that. And that, <laughs> that, that actually, that's, that did stick with me. Yeah. Um, okay, I won't announce our guests for next week because I want them to show up, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> that's it. We love you, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for we'll tuning in. See you next week. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>